0: Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to The Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode 12, three months in. We really... I
1: I, I mean, it's not like I didn't think we'd get to 12, but there's a lot, a lot of topics that we've covered that I'm like... I've listened to some of these backs several times and I'm like... Uh huh. I didn't hear that the first time.
0: We haven't given up yet either.
1: No, we're still rolling, rolling on strong. There's a lot more. There's a lot more topics to cover.
0: Oh Yeah. You just keep
1: writing scripts
0: on and on. Talk to ourselves. all We We haven't even got special guests yet. By the way, if you want to be a guest, reach out email and we'll get you on. Uh, So episode 12, this is hurry up and wait. Sounds boring. We're going to make it fun. (laughs) No one likes waiting. So we're talking about time efficiency and waiting.
1: I think waiting is a key component in business success. Everyone wants it right now. I want to do it fast. I want it to be oh, done right, right away. I do too, though. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, I want things done efficiently, but, but waiting sometimes is is really the way to, I think for me, waiting sometimes allows me to weed out some bad ideas or allows me to really look at my process and say, wait a minute, that, sh- that could be better.
0: Well, I, in business owners, we're usually terrible estimators of time, mm-hmm. like- I think this should be done, you know, in an hour. Why is it taking you five hours?
1: Probably because like you had mentioned in a previous episode, it might be the only thing on my plate that day. So uh, uh, you were completely right when you said that in a previous episode. If I have two things to do, I can make those two things last all day. But if I have 12 things to do, I get those two things done in a half an hour.
0: Yeah. All right. So this topic came up, by the way, because of a, a Facebook post that became a debate. Not that that ever happens on Facebook. Aren't all, aren't all conversations on Facebook
1: a debate or a
0: shouting match? Uh, yeah, I mean, a friend of mine, uh, Todd, had posted a picture of an advertisement inside of Target for their grocery delivery. Didn't and, even know they did that. And, well, they don't hear, I don't think. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. I used uh, Walmart grocery pickup, um, which clearly I'm a fan of pickup then because I'm doing it. But his comment was basically something along the lines of, come on, nobody, you're not so important and you're not too busy that you can't come to the store to get groceries.
1: I mean, I can see that opinion. That's, I mean, that's reasonable. But that would be like saying you're not too busy to go to the bank and make a deposit. No, I'm not, yeah, but my I, phone will do it just as fast or faster. Well, it
0: didn't sit well with me. Oh, no. Um.
1: Because his, you like to go have it ready for you and well, pick it this, up when you get Well, this got
0: there. off the rails too a little bit. So I, I was kind of... I'm like, so what's the freaking value of me going to the grocery store? You know, why? Who cares? Even if I'm I'm not busy, can you make an argument of going to the store? Like why I should.
1: Unless you have some sort of thing about wanting, loving to shop. I mean, like for me, I actually think that sometimes like at Christmas, sometimes I love buying on Amazon, but, but. I might go to the, to the mall once or twice just to kind of feel like I'm in the holiday spirit, but I don't need to go. I certainly don't need to go to the supermarket. Well, they
0: tried to burn South Park Mall down a while back. Here, yeah. But. Incense. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go, you might as
1: well try something different.
0: I mean, so I, I made the point. Well, here's why it didn't sit well with me. I was actually sitting at the Walmart grocery pickup, I think scrolling through Facebook. Of course. So I, I, I wrote, you know, I'm sitting in the car with three crazy kids there is no way I'm going in to get groceries with them.
1: I mean, as a parent, that's
0: completely logical. Not only is it logistically a nightmare. Yeah. Well, it it sounded like it to me, but he's also a parent. His kids are a little older and he wanted to argue the point that, you know, there were lessons to be taught to them by going in the store that outvalued the lessons of time saved and efficiency by just picking the damn things up. Hmm. By the way, I didn't have time to go to the store that day. If I would have had to go in, drag kids and shop. Yeah. Um, But I I don't I still don't believe there's any value to them going in there, Uh, and then the topic you know got got further. He always gets
1: sidetracked and then it becomes something completely other than what it is.
0: But but the bottom line is, you know, this was about time and and waiting. So I I found some news stories here about how much time we spend waiting, and this is kind of interesting. So, (laughs) Time Magazine article. Uh, On average, in a year, you'll spend 13 hours on hold waiting for customer service. It's 13 hours in a year. That's a lot. I killed an hour yesterday with Intuit QuickBooks online support, which I knew going in it would be. Yeah,
1: they are. You're right. That, that's never a short call.
0: Yeah, no, it, it should have been three minutes, by the way, with what we got done. Um, so 13 hours there. Shopping obviously is huge. Um, if you want to tally that in total. So like everyone's sitting around waiting. Here's a good one. So like in-home services, like plumbers and contractors, waiting for them to show up. Like cable companies are infamous mm-hmm. for yep. those telephone yep. companies. So the cost in dollars to homeowners and renters, and this is a a <laughs> IBOP Zogby poll. I have no idea who the source is, but we'll just take the point. <laughs> they may be legit. They may be not. But in a year's time, it cost $37.7 billion
1: in lost time. That, I mean... <laughs> Of course, that seems like an incredibly high number. Well, you're talking to millions of people, but you're right. It is. If everyone has to wait for 17
0: minutes. I mean, I have to. So Friday, I have to work from home because a package is coming, signature required. Why can't it be delivered here? Uh, That would be nice. I wasn't the one that shipped the package. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. Um, So, yeah, I get that. So here's another one. Commuting, right? Average Commuter, 38 hours in traffic a year. If you're in a major city, add at least 12 to that. I think some people are even 38 worse. hours? I think it'd be way more than yeah, that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we might have that in you know, the Quad Cities here, yeah. which we really don't have traffic. Waiting in lines for airlines, coffee. You know, Collectively, they did again, uh, 37 billion hours, but I've definitely
1: stood in lines before. Now, how many of these things are necessary, though? You can't get on a flight without having some sort of wait.
0: Well, so we get annoyed at that, too. So I have pre check to save sure. some time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, pay, yep. pay the cost, move yep. up, and you know that I get annoyed when that line's long. But I paid a fee to save time there; there was value. Um, I have looked at grocery delivery, by the way, as well. We
1: we have used the the vee deliver. I mean, and it yeah. works well. It's never been incorrect. Um, it's I don't know. I do feel kind of lazy when I have them do that because I'm like I could have just went to Hy-Vee and picked this up, but. Yeah. What it about, does save that time? What
0: about this uh, reservations at a restaurant? You put a reservation in, have a time, and you still have to wait.
1: Oh yeah, that does that that irritates me a lot actually. Doctor's office appointment? I just get used to that. I mean, it irritates me, but I I have tr- over the last year or so, one of the biggest things that I've tried to do to like keep my marriage from like falling off the rails is I practicing patience because I'm a relatively impatient person and my ex-wife and I really cemented that when we got divorced it caused me to have a lot less patience so for me things like that I'm either like, fine, I'm going to be patient today. And if this doctor's visit, if I don't get in for 47 minutes, I'm fine uh-huh. because I practice patients. But then I'll leave the doctor's office and get irritated with someone who cut me off in traffic. <laughs> it's like, I kill, I like, I can do it one time. And then the next thing that slightly irritates me will get me all upset. But well, yeah, that can... I
0: will look for providers that are pretty good about, you know, wait times. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm you at, can find that on the online profiles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also concierge medicine if you have the money. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I think if you you can, you, right, you can buy, I mean, you could probably hire someone to brush your teeth if you really well, want to. I, I use the telemedicine services all the time. I have used that, and that, I mean, my wife would never use that because she would be afraid that the guy was a quack or whatever. Well, I'm, no offense to my doctor friends, that, you know, for stuff like that, I'm self-diagnosing
0: anyway, and, and, right. and well, the MD on the and phone we, knows we all, it and doesn't
1: care either. We all do it. You're right. I mean, or if it's a condition If it's had, something
0: that really needs seen, I'll...
1: Yeah. I'm, if, not, I'm not taking a butter knife and, like, uh, giving myself an angioplasty. Well, I mean <laughs> I mean, you could. You could try that, but... Uh, so, yeah, like 30 minutes for waiting for
0: a doctor... And we deal with a lot of medical dental. We help them. So it's one thing to look at beyond the scope of the service we provide, but definitely where uh, it weights in uh, 28 minute is the average for security line at, at the airport. Uh, See, the, that seemed, that's, that's not bad. Here's one. 21 minutes for a significant other to get ready to go out.
1: Oh, that seems <laughs> low actually. <laughs> Although we have just gotten to the point now where we don't even get, we just go as we are. That's uh, our, that's, that's how it look like Tuesday date nights. It's like, let's not get dressed up. Let's just go. Uh, so let's put it back on the individual level but over a lifetime
0: so the the 37 billion stuff doesn't make sense yeah Yeah. uh six months of their lives waiting in line for things so six months lost waiting so if you want to argue about lessons for your kids what if you spent another six months with them because you weren't waiting in line uh three days a year basically is what that breaks down to uh, the average person spends about 43 days on hold with automated customer service in their lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably true. If you take the bus, you're going to wait about 27 days in line. Uh, here's, here's another one. Phones and phone usage. It says, we spend 23 days a year on average, 90 minutes a day, or nine years of your life. I think this is low.
1: Yeah, that might be a little low. Nine years. That's crazy, but... The same time though you use that it is a communications tool, so I mean uh, yeah yeah, yeah. of guess. those of that of those nine years, how many of those are me talking to my wife trying to figure out what we 're going to do for dinner <laughs> six
0: yeah they're all browsing social media, and it'll be something else in five years but uh it it, it is an interesting topic, and these are some interesting stats, but it does have uh, an impact on us as employers and business owners as well when we come back up after the break we 're going to talk about you know, a little bit about tardiness and and management and, and how this plays into employee attitudes. So stay
1: tuned. We'll be right back. And now now back to the Prophet 911
0: podcast. With your host Justin Miller. We are back and we are talking about time, tardiness, waiting, efficiency, all that fun stuff. Bottom line is everything's changing, society's changing, and uh, it affects the workplace as well. Um, we actually had, you know, while we were on break here, you were talking, you know, in my company, you said, it's hard to be late. You're setting up for weddings.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. You can't, I mean, it's not like, I could see if you had set up crew who set up the wedding. And I I don't know if you had that when you owned the company, if there was a specific crew that set it up or did the DJ set up the events themselves? I
0: completely depended, but we did have a policy for the, the most simple of setups. We had a 120-90-60 policy. Actually used to be 90-60-30, but that's... Show up two hours before the scheduled start time. Um, now, let's see if I can even remember this stuff. <laughs> well, the, the next one was, I think it was completely... Completely set up, ready to go. Uh, that would have been the 60s so the one hour before. I don't know, bottom line is there was an hour of slack time. Mm-hmm. You know, We expected them to be an hour sitting on their tails
1: and paying them for it. Yeah, mine, I think... With the photo booth company? Oh, no, no,
0: I know what it was. So the two hours before was show up at the office for a local job. Oh, okay. 90 minutes was yep. on event site. 60 okay. minutes was set up. And that and makes there sense.
1: I'm maybe a little less stringent with them. I still make like the photo booth people, they have to be on site an hour before. Because if you decide to show up 20 minutes before, even though it only takes 20 minutes to set up, that is the one time something won't work.
0: I didn't tell you the stringent part yet. The stringent. The, the tardiness policy. Did you ever read that in the handbook that...
1: I probably did. So you we, had a large handbook. There was a lot, <laughs> lot of information there. I did peruse it for a we, couple times. We had a written policy
0: that if you were one minute late for any of those three oh, time frames, you made minimum wage for the night. Yes,
1: I have I have heard that from the couple employees that I inherited from you. What? One of them was late for an what, event. What, you heard culture? I know. One of them was late and then on Monday called me and said, hey, are you going to dock my pay down to minimum wage? I was, you know, because you, he knew I could see when he checked in in the office. And I'm like, huh?
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't say,
1: huh, but I was like, um, uh, and let it slide this time. And then I had to go find the handbook because I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about. And the, the point, <laughs> the, the point of the policy was
0: preventative because bottom sure. line is I didn't want people late. Um, so if I was actually docking pay, which I may have done once, you were pretty much close to losing your job sure. already. Yeah. You know, the, the pay was pretty irrelevant. And if you wanted to argue it, you know, probably we'd pay you the full amount and fire you. uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's what it came. So there's a fine line between you know, tardiness and micromanagement, too. Yeah. And teach their own on that. That's, uh, you know, I had three time frames on there, and what you did between those time frames and within them was up to you. Once you care met about those
1: that. time frames, you're okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I may have been micromanaging, but each of those time frames came because of screw ups in the past that cost us a lot of money. Bottom line, though, and we, we touched upon this with. The employee that was asking if they get docked, it really has to do with employee attitude mm-hmm. and culture. And yes, we built some legends into the company that way. You know, yeah. every, every once in a while, you know, there has to be a public execution. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> yeah, some contriteness goes a long way,
0: but it's not public; it's via story, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't ever yell at an employee in front of other employees. It's not my style. Sure, but they know what goes on. Yeah, the, it gets through. The, yeah, because uh, as
1: an employer, if you think your people don't talk about those yeah. policies or about what happened to Joe because he was 17 minutes late, then you're crazy because they, they do.
0: And, and here's the interesting part. So where did this come from? An unknown source. <laughs> Seems reliable. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with it. So So the, here's the, the employee, kind of the attitude of people. This was, we'll pretend it was a poll. I hope it was. If not, it's someone's opinion, but it gets the point across. So it says, can you be late and not be late? So where's that cutoff between real lateness? You know, I'm the type of, I'm like the military person. So two minutes early is on time and on time. But is that
1: the whole thing where like, if you want them there at 11, you tell them you want them there at 1050? I don't like playing that game, but so here, here, less than four minutes late to work,
0: not late. No, you're late. To me, you're late. If you're late, you're late. Less than five minutes late for a first date, not late.
1: Yeah, that's probably true.
0: I'm good with that. Less than 2 minutes late for a job interview, not late. No, you're late. I'll tell you that won't get you the job here and I don't care what job it was. Yeah, no, that's true. I and I would agree with that. Less than 14 minutes late to a family event. Oh, totally okay. Yeah, not late. Not late. No, <laughs> totally okay. So, we're, we're situational again, right? Yeah,
1: it, it that's true. Very situational. I suppose it, it some of it is situational in how comfortable you are with like with my family if I'm late. I'm going to text them and I'm late. No one is going to say you're not oh, sorry, don't come for Christmas because you're late. Yeah. I'd be like, save me some, you know, crack a beer for me. I'm I'm on my way. And
0: I've got accused of micromanaging. Mm -hmm. I I had someone that I felt was taking more smoke breaks than working.
1: Yeah, That is the one thing, and I don't know if we've probably discussed this before, of the handful of employees that I know that either worked for you and me or that I know that worked for you. That is the only negative thing that I ever really heard was that you are a micromanager and that you are constantly on people's ass. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think he was very... My, knowing you, I'm like, he just, he has policies in place. He knows what he wants and he has an expectation. I don't think that's right. A, I, di- I didn't manage
0: the person. I had the expectations laid out and I would pay attention to whether or not you met the expectation.
1: And I think those people, the couple of them felt like you, you were, you were managing them when in reality you were just working the system yep. and they just didn't. I mean, cause some people just don't get it or they don't understand the value of it. Well, I
0: it's maybe. the only way I could have predictable outcomes is to manage the process. Yeah like everyone follows this process if something gets screwed up i take complete blame
1: for it because i
0: created the process
1: well you're a better man than i am then <laughs> i usually i do feel that that is that is true if 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 we set something up and it fails i got to take some blame for it but i'm also quick to be like i wouldn't have fallen down had you not tripped me
0: <laughs> well and i would then make i would take the blame the first time and they make the process yeah. we don't we there's a new policy we don't, don't trip people anymore it's true. <laughs> We've outlawed that. And if you do, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, so I think a little different on that. Um, th- another reason that I brought this up as a topic, though, is I was reading uh, a book and it was talking about uh, management of projects, which is, you know, a lot of our work is project based, large projects here in my company. And it said 80% of the time in a project is spent waiting. And it's true. Um and it's waiting on input from someone, mm-hmm. it's waiting on the next step. It just sits. So the work just sits in some manner. Um, and I, it drives me nuts. So I, Is it, that
1: unavoidable I, in some situations, or is it, is it always a breakdown in that system?
0: I, I don't know. So I think there's always room for improvement, I think. Sure. I think my process has vast room for improvement. That's why right now as we're recording this, there's a posting for a project manager that's job is to deal with this. Uh, and really, their job is to eliminate as much waiting as possible. You know, make sure it's, can we do XYZ simultaneously? Is this sitting between people, et cetera, et cetera? Even more difficult with remote teams. True. Different yeah. time zones. Mm-hmm. International and domestic can throw things off. Or it can help things because now you have 24-hour cycle. So it all depends. But, you know, we have some projects that take six months. And I am on a mission here this year assuming it's January when you hear this, <laughs> uh, to get the six-month project down to six weeks.
1: That's a significant reduction, though. Is it, is it because the project actually takes that long, or is it because the process, and just like you said, being in different places, can it, could it reasonably be done in six weeks and still done as well? I think so. It's going to take a complete shift in how the work is handled, though. So how did you even arrive at that place, then? How, why is it taking six months? Is that just the nature of, of how it is?
0: I think that's the status quo.
1: Mm.
0: If you go elsewhere, that's that's the way it is. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know, so, so, so maybe copywriting wants to take six weeks when, it, you know, if someone busted their ass on it, it could be done in two. Its work expands to fit time allotted, right? Mm-hmm. So I I have no doubt that we can pull this off. So
1: is this more you just wanting to be more efficient, or does it become as you do this, your company becomes more valuable to potential clients because you are more efficient?
0: Yeah, multiple things. So. The client experience will be vastly improved, and they don't even realize how much
1: better it'll be because they're used to. No, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the profitability will increase again. Work expands to fit time allotted, and I'm paying for all the work. Yeah. Um, I think it's just better for everyone, and then we can, you know, if the client experience is better, it's more profitable. We can dump more money in, and we can scale up. Makes sense. Now, I'm only going to say it on this podcast here Mm -hmm. because this is going to be a big shift already. But I think after we hit six weeks, I think I can get this thing down to six days.
1: I I would never say that you couldn't do that because I know how efficient you can be. I just wonder if it is it even possible to go from 180 days to six days without. Right now, it's not. But you think with the right systems or just the right. Yeah. Concentration. I I do think you're completely right. There are um, uh, lots of projects that just are waiting. I mean, this radio group that I'm I'm consulting right now, they own stations in North Carolina, the owners in Philadelphia, we're in Iowa. And they're very often that projects wait because I'm waiting on an approval or I'm Mm -hmm. waiting on a team member who I can't physically walk down the hallway and say, hey, what's going on? And when you're spinning 17 other plates, you just let it sit and you go on yeah. to the next thing that someone didn't do yesterday. So I, I, I think it is possible to cut that down. I'll be really curious to see by May or June if you've got it down. So if you cut it down from six months to two months, is that success? Or you're still not where you want to be and it's not a success? Well, yeah,
0: it's, kind of, it's continual improvement, right? We had to, to pick some markers. And these are dramatic ones. They're so. aggressive. Yeah. So that, that's what we picked. But to answer your question, can it be done in six days? I think so. So on the staff holdup sides, it means I have to have staff available and I have to have a very streamlined process for what we're producing, what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. Um, From the client side, clients are a holdup on our process too. That's true. So So I have to... Getting information and... I have to design a process that's efficient from their standpoint and does not require back and forth communication.
1: Uh, now Now I'm interested to see how you're going to do that because that seems to be like the lifeblood of how stuff gets done is that communication back and forth and the requirement to have to talk to somebody four times to get the answer, you could get in one conversation with a client.
0: Yeah. So it all comes down to asking the right question up front, which we might not know the right question right now, but as the process is put in place, mm-hmm. we'll get
1: there. Makes, I mean, it, it sounds so I'm, sounds I'm, fully, I'm fully aware. I don't know what I don't know. Sure. but But you are self-aware enough and there's a huge difference. If you know what you don't know and are self-aware and are searching for it, that's hugely different than just being ignorant of what you don't know. Sure. And if we get
0: this down to six weeks, we can increase client flow. If we get it down to six days, we can increase client flow. If we do that, I can hire more people. Everyone wins. Everybody mm-hmm. wins. You know. As a business owner, I win a lot too. Oh, yeah. You, I'll be watching <laughs> but you. Every, but everyone along the way does better too. I don't think our client experience right now is great. And I, and I will say that the outcome of what they get is valuable enough that no one has said anything.
1: So the the end result for them still is positive. Yes, the value's there. You want to increase all of those things. You want the value to still be there, but you want it to be more streamlined. You want it to be quicker.
0: If I'm going through this process as a client, I'm not overly impressed. I'm getting value and I'm going to pay the money and I'll be happy
1: with that. But there was no wow. Well, there's the other thing. Do they even know? Does does the client know know they're not getting the process that they they deserve? Well, No, because it doesn't exist. Well, that's what I mean. So the the thing that you're striving for, you're right, no one is dinging you for it, but you're wanting to make it better because you realize all the upside. Continual improvement, baby. Well, that's funny how that often gets lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the clock continues to roll. We're going to cut this one. Boom, yeah. So next week, continual improvement continues. New year, new goals. Talk about... Yeah, try not to lead too much. We'll we'll talk about... (laughs) Yeah, don't give it away. We'll talk about my opinions on goals next week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.